0: purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply, see website for details. Chapter 27 of Joaquin, the Claude Duval of California. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Joaquin, the Claude Duval of California. Or the Marauder of the Mines, a romance founded on truth by Henry L. Williams. Chapter twenty seven The Band Begins to Lessen, the Spur to Revenge, the Commencement of the End. After having ravaged the country for many weeks and scattered desolation and mourning among the population who could not find an enemy only known when he struck joaquin called off his hounds he had lost many of his bravest and most useful men and dared not stay long in any one camp but he perhaps believed himself rewarded for all that by having as fruit of his many enterprises considerable sums The Horde left Calaveras County and transported the seat of operations into Mariposa County. This latter district suffered in its turn all that its neighbor had undergone. We have not space to relate here the crimes of which it was the victim and witness, an everlasting record of bloody scenes like those already set before the reader." the devil that seemed to direct and protect Marietta did not seem desirous of abandoning him yet leaden bullets seemed never to have been moulded to slay him and we are not afraid to assert that some of his baffled pursuers may have cast balls of dollars to try the virtue of silver against him though continually on the wing these vultures were tireless in their swoops for murder and booty everywhere behind them they left a sanguinary streak to mark their passage and at times their most horrid crimes were executed under the very eyes of their chasers cases were known when the latter had heard before them a yell for help or of agony had pressed on their winded steeds only to behold victims weltering in blood and to see the bandits dashing off, perchance lighting cigarettes. At the most of the time, Joaquin's freebooters were divided into small bands of five or six. Murieta himself had rarely more than four with him, but they were the lieutenants. Valenzuela and Three-Fingered Jack were always beside him. Guerrera had the keeping of the camp. Savalio was in the field and had no rival for daring and skill in the plundering except Antonio. This latter had a particular liking for the country round about Putah and Cache Creek. He was the terror of horse owners. Every day almost he was chased, but thanks to a splendid steed which carried him, he always made out to escape. This animal was the same which Texas Jack had been presented with by Joaquin. Some days before leaving Stockton, the captain of the coyotes, while lying perdu in a Hunter's Street house, was told by Valenzuela that Texas Jack was taken and was going to be tried for an important theft. The chief went into the courthouse and sat down quietly like any other spectator, While the judge was passing sentence on the culprit of five years' imprisonment, the latter was looking over the hall and perceived his commander. A scarcely perceptible signal was exchanged between them, and the condemned man thought himself sure of safety once more. Unluckily for him, Joaquin had only three of his men in the whole town, which was hardly a sufficient force he said afterwards that if he could have found a dozen men he would have tried to take the prisoner from the police officers as they proceeded to take the steamboat for benicia five months afterwards a queer but true story went the rounds there had been discovered in a huge grave dug in the ground of a rancho belonging to texas jack a man and a horse the rider had not left the saddle and his spurs were still on his boots all seemed to say that the man had been struck on the top of the head while in that place and position and the murder was of recent date besides him were found skulls and bones the last remains of other victims of the desperadoes one evening While in a tent of a connection of his association, three miles from Mariposa, Joaquin was informed that two more of his men were off the rolls, having been hanged for horse-dealing at San Juan. They had been pursued and caught between Gilroy's and El Payero, bound and taken back to the town and committed for trial by Judge Mahon. The people who had suffered losses in livestock had assembled, taken the captives from the officers, and strung them up according to lynch law. On this intelligence, the captain mounted and with his bodyguard of four went towards Monterey County. On the banks of the San Benito, not far from San Juan, he established his camping ground, where they remained about half a week carefully concealed during the day, but employing the night in stealing all the valuable equine cattle that they had marked at the different farms. When they had believed that they had sufficiently avenged their gibbeted comrades, they broke camp and drove the animals to Arroya Cantuba. The majority of the plunderers were already there, almost all the parties had luckily terminated their enterprises and were awaiting fresh directions thereupon began the preparations for the important acts which were to end with the brigand in california he had formed a connection with the richest and most influential mexicans in the state and was sure of their cooperation in his projects The other people did not dream of any great plan of being conceived by a man they considered a mere marauder. Joaquin commenced by dispatching to Mexico his intelligent Antonio, who was furnished with funds and the necessary instructions for the arming and equipping of volunteers and partisans of whom he was sure beforehand, as they were waiting only for the call. Carrera was sent to the different ranches in the state where depots of horses had been selected. He was to get together these animals and conduct them to the headquarters, along with all the men he might meet. The captain, for his part, had an important piece of business to transact at San Luis Obispo, for which he started the same day with only one attendant. It was an interview with a Mexican woman whom he had encountered accidentally some months before in the Hangtown stage. This woman, sister of Joaquin's first love, Carinella, had wedded a wealthy ranchero of Guadalajara, Mexico. On her husband's death, she had left her property and come to California to fan the flames of vengeance in Mirieta's heart and press him to carry out his shameful plans against peaceful, honest citizens. She had heard him, with regret, express his determination to give up roving after one more burst, but as she found it, she could not dissuade him, she held counsel with him, and returned to Mexico on the day after their meeting. The next week, joaquin thought of placing the girls in some sure place where nothing could happen to them he gave sevalio a score of his most trusty rascals as an escort to them into the province of sonora the bandit leader marked out the following road for them along the gulf of california towards the san pedro and santa catarina missions thence to gain san francisco borgia and the santa gertrudis mission cutting through a mountainous and thickly wooded district well known to Zavallio. joaquin accompanied the party some little ways to see them off took affectionate leave of clarina gave a kiss all round to the other girls to their great delight and returned Reflecting that the best plan was to await the arrival of the new Partisans from Lower California and Sonora before assembling the men he had already, he countermanded the orders to Guerrera and sent off his available forces into the region around him. With a party of six, he traveled Calaveras County through. While so doing, he came to Jackson, robbing a miner named Jewel of $300 worth of gold, a revolver, and other valuables. His companions, the inseparable Valenzuela and Three-Fingered Jack, had their share in the understanding, and never had the detestable Garcia been more in his element than during the stay in Calaveras and the surrounding counties. Success went hand and glove with the chief in all his past three weeks' doings in the northern part of Calaveras County. Large sums of gold came into his grasping hands, so large that it was no more than prudent to shift the locality. Before the place could cry good riddance, however, he was joined by fourteen or fifteen of his men who had been making a descent on the neighborhood of Thorns Creek in Colusa County they had obtained a quantity of horses, to drive which, to the main rendezvous, four of them were told off. Joaquin kept this unexpected reinforcement, went up to the headquarters of the Stanislaus, and continued in the rich valleys watered by that stream, the scenes of desolation which we have seen him renew so many times. End of chapter 27 Read by Carrie Adams, your book voice, at Mesa, Arizona, on the 19th of March, 2022.